This is Children of the Living God, a series on the book of Hosea, trying to help you get into the Old Testament, get into the Minor Prophets, and learn a little bit about God's character and the way that He redeems us and what it means for us to be His redeemed children. And the first two episodes, we looked at God commanding Hosea, a prophet, a spokesperson for God, he tells him to act out this parable about God's relationship with Israel. And he tells Hosea to marry a woman named Gomer who's going to cheat on him, who's going to be an adulteress. And he says, your relationship with Gomer is my relationship with Israel. I've provided for Israel. I love Israel. I've protected her, been faithful to her. I have given her the best food and grain and wine and clothing and everything. And in return... Instead of loving me in return, she has taken all the gifts that I've given her and used them and gave them off to other lovers. She has run off with other men and and has been adulterous against her faithful, loving husband. And that is played out in real time in Hosea's life. Hosea is cheated on multiple times by Gomer, who continues to be unfaithful to him. But here's the picture that God is painting. In Hosea chapter 3, God gives another command to Hosea. He says, not only do I want you to marry her and she's going to cheat on you, but once she cheats on you, I want you to do this. I want you to go and love your unfaithful wife just as God loves Israel. I want you to love your unfaithful wife like God loves his unfaithful wife. So Hosea is a book about God's love. But when we talk about love, we're not talking about some squishy, sentimental, mushy kind of all the feels kind of love. We're talking about love with teeth. We're talking about love with a backbone, love that acts, love that transforms. Israel not only worships false gods, but Israel is is blaspheming against the name of the one who loves them. And God, in response, acts. Just like when we're going to we're going to see in Hosea 3, Hosea acts, he buys back his bride. He takes her back and he takes action, he initiates, he goes and pursues her. This is love with courage, love with a backbone, love with tenacity. This is the kind of love that God shows to sinners. So when we read Hosea 3, I want you to pay attention to how God's command to Hosea demonstrates God's love for Israel. This is Hosea chapter 3 from the New Living Translation. And then the Lord said to me, go and love your wife again, even though she commits adultery with another lover. This will illustrate that the Lord still loves Israel, even though the people have turned to other gods and love to worship them. So I bought her back for 15 pieces of silver and five bushels of barley and a measure of wine. And then I said to her, you must live in my house for many days and stop your prostitution. And during that time, you will not have sexual relations with anyone, not even with me. This shows that Israel will go a long time without a king or prince and without sacrifices, sacred pillars, priests, or even idols. But afterward, the people will return and devote themselves to the Lord their God and to David's descendant, their king. And in the last days, they will tremble in awe of the Lord and of his goodness. So what we have here is, again, a command. God tells Hosea, I want you to go after your unfaithful wife. 
And that's going to illustrate God's pursuit of unfaithful Israel. And then the second part is Hosea buys back his wife and says, you're going to live in my house, but I need you to stop prostituting yourself. You're, you're going to be cut off from your other lovers and you're even going to be cut off from me. I'm going to, I'm going to put you in a period of discipline so that you will be weaned off of your idols. And God says, that's an illustration of what I'm going to do to Israel. I'm going to make sure they have no king or priest, no sacrifices, no access to their idols. I'm going to cut them off in a period of discipline. And then the final act is when Israel is promised to return and devote themselves to the Lord again and to David's descendant, back to, the, to, to, to a king that God will give them. And they will know and fear God and see his goodness. And that's the parallel where, where Hosea says, once you have cut yourself off from all these other lovers, you'll be, be back in my house again. And after that period of deprivation, we'll be remarried. You'll be back to being my wife and I will be your husband. And, and we, there will be reconciliation and redemption. So that's the pattern. The pattern is God warns, then God disciplines, and then God restores. He redeems. He warns, then he disciplines, and then he redeems. So we see his warnings all throughout Hosea, right? Hosea works on three timelines. In the present, God condemns Israel's idolatry. In the present, that is what's the problem. Israel is worshiping false gods. Okay, and then he points to the near future. Because Israel is unfaithful, just like Gomer is unfaithful, God is going to discipline Israel. And he's going to discipline them by kicking them out of the land in exile. That's right there in Deuteronomy 29. God told them, if you break our covenant vows, our marriage vows together, I'm going to kick you out of the land. These are the consequences for you. And then in the distant future, so we have the present warning, the, the near future discipline, we have a distant future restoration, a distant future redemption, where Israel will be, re, will be restored to her husband. And all of these show us the way in which God cares for his people. Just as Hosea cuts Gomer off from her lovers, God is going to deprive them. He's not going to let Israel live in idolatry. He's not going to let them just, just continually worship to these false gods and sin against God's law. God is going to enact consequences. But these consequences are a result of his love. God is not indifferent to his wayward wife. God is not indifferent to the ways that she is destroying herself. God cares. God gets involved. And then when we shift to the distant future in verse 5, remember what we said, God promises this whole discipline period, this whole time you're going to be in exile, this whole time you're going to be under the rule of other kings. I'm going to be using it for your good because one day I'm going to bring you back out. I'm going to cause a new exodus. I'm going to bring you out again back into the land. And this time it's going to be different. This time I'll give you a righteous king. This time idols will no longer be on, on your lips. You, you will no longer love these, these false gods, but you will love me. You will devote yourself and return yourself to me. Now this return comes in stages. And we talked about this in the last episode. So in Ezra and Nehemiah, Israel uh, does return from exile. In, and, but, but it's not the same. It's not the same. They realize things still aren't the way that God had promised them to be. And so we see a further fulfillment when Jesus Christ comes and establishes the kingdom on earth. 
And uh, when he dies and is raised and then ascends to heaven, he, he takes the throne. And so, so we see more of a restoration, but, but it's still not complete. We still live in a world of sin. We still live in a world of fallenness. And so the final restoration, the final coming back, the final wedding, the final bringing together of the bride and Christ is going to happen when Jesus Christ returns, when he sees his washed bride in white robes. This church, this people of God that is so unworthy of her husband and yet still remains the object of his affection and faithfulness. This is God's love. Luther talks about how people love as a response to something they find lovable in someone else. But God doesn't love like that. God doesn't see something lovable in us and decide to love us. But rather, God freely loves us despite our unloveliness, and his love is transformative, it makes us lovely. Now, when we think about what this means for us, God has redeemed a church by the blood of Christ from slavery to freedom. We're just like Gomer, right? Gomer seeks freedom from her husband, but she ends up enslaved by her lovers. We too think freedom is going after our sinful desires, but it just enslaves us. Right? The guy who sleeps around thinks he's the king of the world, but he's enslaved to his lusts. Right? The woman who is, is in love with materialism and in love with ego and status thinks that she's in control, but really she's at the beck and call of everyone else's approval. And she's enslaved to things that cannot give her satisfaction. And God enters in in his love to rip us away from those idols, even if it leaves our hands bleeding. He cares about that because freedom in the biblical sense, is not being able to do everything you want. It's about being able to do what you ought, what you were made to do. It is freedom is obedience to God because then we are actually walking in line with our programming. We are actually doing what we were created for, to live with God under his rule, for his glory, enjoying communion and fellowship with him. But we can't know his goodness and we can't tremble in awe before God if we're sleeping with other lovers, if we are prostituting ourselves to the world, if we are trying to keep fellowship with darkness and fellowship with light, it doesn't work. And so the call to us as individuals and as churches is to seek to confess our sins whenever we wander away and to receive God's redemption, to receive him welcome, welcoming us back, and to remember that the best life we can have, the highest joy we can attain to, and the, and the very purpose of our lives can only be found when, by the Spirit of God, we live in obedience to his word. And everything else is a false lover. Everything else is a false idol. Everything else is slavery. Make sure you leave a review for this podcast that helps us out a lot. Give us some five stars, however many you want to give us, and uh, share this with a friend. If they need encouragement, if they need help getting into the Old Testament, hopefully this is a great resource for you. And we'll be back as we continue our series through Hosea.